Hey guys, Tyler here. Uh, just want to apologize now for uh, Gable's audio. Um, he has a new computer and had an issue with, with setup and he accidentally recorded uh, his audio through his, um, his camera instead of his microphone. Uh, so it's messed up on the audio and if you want a cleaner version, you can go uh, to our YouTube channel and watch the video on there or you can listen to it, whatever you want to do. Uh, but just want to apologize. I'll let him know and ho hopefully have this fixed in the future. Um, but I, I edited as best I could and cleaned it up as best I could. Um, but I still hope you enjoyed the show. Um, thank you so much. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 594 of the Drunk Dashers podcast. I'm your host as always. I'm Tyler. And join me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Not going to lie. I'm a bit... I've been feeling kind of a bit weird this week, you know? Well, with all the random stuff that's been happening along inside the gaming news, plus like... Uh, Plus, it being like the beginning part of a new year, you know, it just feels like it's a kind of a struggle right now just to maintain, hey, what what, what exactly do I want to try to do here right at this moment, you know? Or like, what yeah. what type of thing should I be just aiming for in the new year? So I'm like, alright, well, gaming-wise, you know, I mean, there's a couple of big games that are going to be, that have already released so far this year, and then there's going to yeah. be obviously a couple for next month. But <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it's been a big year already. But yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like a, a weird in between. But other than that, though, it's been the usual. Been working, been at home, doing a bunch of other stuff, watching football stuff. But uh, yeah, other than that, man, I've been doing pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, you know, clanging and banging as always. Uh, feel like uh, today, I think uh, everything the last few weeks, really the last few months, has been a uh, pretty active with work and. Uh, obviously the weather and everything like that. So it, the weather makes my job more difficult. So, uh, the last few weeks, um, especially every week has just felt like a month. And, uh, I think, and then last week I had COVID on top of that. So, um, I've been, uh, still trying to like fully recover from that. So I'm not I'm like, like I'm not contagious or anything like that, but like, uh, I, like I've, I still have a cough and like, I'm just congestion still. So if I, if I cough or sound a little weird, that's why. Uh, I apologize. I'll try to not cough in the mic, but uh, dealing with that still. Um, but yeah, I, th I feel like today finally caught up to me. I, I woke. Uh, I slept for like nine hours uh, last night, and then like you know, you wake up and like you just got drool, and you're like, oh man, I slept. I must have really slept. Um, that was me this morning, and I was up for um, I don't know, like three hours, and I fell back asleep and slept for like four more hours. So. Um, I think it was just like, I, which I've never, I never do. I'm, I'm usually someone that runs off of like, you know, six hours of sleep a night. Uh, if I'm lucky, uh, usually on the weekends, I usually get like six, seven hours. So, um, yeah, it, it was very much needed. I think it was like, that was my body's way of telling me like, you need to relax. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I'm, it was, it was kind of, it was, a, it was definitely nice doing that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I got vacation next week, not this coming week, but the week after. So really just feel like I am crawling towards that, that vacation. Cause it's, uh, um, I need it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing, I'm doing all right too. It's kind of, I'm, it's just, a, it's, I'm with you go Gables. It's been very, it's been a weird, um, you know, first month of the year, uh, a lot of big games coming out, but none of them like really speaking to me. Um, really, you know, like, um, and I, like I was, I mentioned like last week, like I've gone like two months without like actually like completing a game now over two months now. Um, I mentioned I beat RoboCop on Thanksgiving and I haven't beat a game since then. And it's like, I think that's the longest stretch I've gone without like in a long time. I, I probably, I can't remember when where I like, 
I didn't like get into it, like really get into a game or start another game or beat a game. Like even like usually even out between big games, I'm like still playing like small indie games, but it's just, yeah, nothing. I've just, it's been, it's been a weird, uh, weird starts to the year. And you kind of mentioned the the news this week has been kind of weird too. Um, and, um, which we'll just talk about on the, off the top here, Gables, cause, um, the, uh, obviously everything going on with Activision, Microsoft, um, with the nearly, uh, with 1900 people losing their jobs. Uh, we've, it's unfortunately something we've talked a lot about last year. And unfortunately probably going to talk, sounds like we're going to talk about more this year. They're saying potentially next year. Uh, you know, last year we had over 10,500 people lose their jobs in, in game industry. Um, nearly 6,000 already in the first month of the year. Um, awful, feel awful for those people. Um, and I, I just don't, at this point, I like, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm numb to it. I just don't know what to say about it anymore. You know, um, like it's awful. It's bullshit. Like it doesn't need to happen. You know, Microsoft obviously, uh, last week became the richest company in the world. Yeah. After their layoffs. Yeah. Well, before the layoff, like last week, they, they surpassed Apple as the richest company in the world. And then they lay off 19 people. What? I thought it was number two though. Apple, they were number two and they passed Apple. So Apple's number two. Yeah, so I think, but it's like, I mean, we're talking about, it's it's a very thin, it's like 3.25 trillion to like 3.19 trillion or something like that. So, um, yeah, like literally like eight days ago, they passed Apple and then the same week, like, the, you know, less than a week later, they lay off 1,900 people uh, and, you know, they give $400 million to Bobby Kotick to go away, um, but then they got to lay off 1,900 people to make things make sense. And obviously that's the, always happens with mergers. We knew it was coming. Um but uh, doesn't make it right. It makes bullshit. I feel sorry. I feel awful for those people. Absolutely. Um, and um, you know, I I don't want. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to get them on my uh, my my uh, soapbox here to go on another. Like I, I think I went on like eight rants last year about the problems with uh, with the wall with the Wall Street and stockholders and all that shit and being a major problem in um, the way our society is built today. Uh, and it's, you know, it's disgusting that, uh, the easiest way to make your stock go up is by laying people off, people, you know, stockholders more than anything, uh, love what outside of like the, the new hot trend, whether it's AI or NFTs or whatever, um, the, the biggest thing that the thing they love the most a guaranteed way to make your stock go up is layoffs. And it, it's, it's pretty disgusting. And those people get bonuses cause they made the stock go up because they laid off a bunch of people. Um, but um, I'm, yeah. Anyways, uh, it's just it's it's bullshit and it's awful. And I I think um, maybe just as disgusting is um, yeah. Obviously, I, I always try try to remind myself the internet is not real life, and um, you know, like you gotta think about like ninety nine point eight percent of people in the world don't actually feel this way. It's a very small percent, and right. it's easy to be a piece of shit on the internet because it's you don't have your name out there. It's just this fake avatar that you created. Um, but it's just disgusting when you see people, um, you know, that just love, like they're a PlayStation fanboy or Nintendo fanboy. They just hate Xbox or whatever. And they use this as a way to like celebrate and dunk on, you know, Xbox or Microsoft or, or Phil Spencer or whomever. Uh, and like, I, I, I will shit on a corporation. Like there's no tomorrow just for funsies. If you let me, um, but uh, it's, it's fucking disgusting and it's awful. If you, or somebody that like sees this and like this made you feel good because I'm a Nintendo fan or I'm a PlayStation fan or I'm a PC guy or whatever. Um, you're just a trash human being. 
um, please go away. Um, this, you should not feel happy that this isn't just 1900 people losing their jobs. This is, you know, they have wives, they have husbands, they have kids, they have, you know, they take care of people. They have mortgages. They, they mentioned one guy mentioned that his whole team got laid off. One just literally came back from their honeymoon. One just bought a house this week. Another person just moved across the country for this job just a couple weeks ago and they're out of a job. Um, and that's fucking awful and it's disgusting. And I, I couldn't imagine being happy because I won some weird fucking, um, this is a weird notch in the belt of my, my gaming console fanboyism. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, there's, I don't know what to say about it. I feel like we're going to probably, this is going to happen sadly a dozen more times. There was multiple other studios, like Embracer laid off a bunch of other studios and it's closed a bunch in the last couple months. Um, uh, people who can fly, people can fly. The people that made like Bullet Storm and stuff laid off half their team this month, this week as well. Um, Embracer also laid off the team that's making the uh, Team and T, the last Ronin game. Half the studios just laid off this week as well. Um, it's just it's just shit and it's awful. And I feel like if you are a fan of video games, you shouldn't. This is this is bad for the future of gaming as well because there's people out there right now that are. You know, there are kids, you know, whether they're middle school or high school or they're in college, maybe going to college should become a game developer. And it's like, why would I want to go into this industry? Um, especially when you like what you've seen the last, you know, year plus and what they're saying the next couple of years. So um, if you're a fan of video games, this is this is bad all around. This is only this is only. And then on top of that, all the knowledge that the, that there's people that have been probably in, like that lost job that have been doing this for decades and that knowledge is just gone. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say on the Gables, but I just figure off the top, just talk about it. In terms about the loss of employment and stuff for the 1900 over at Microsoft and Activision Blizzard, I mean, yeah, absolutely that sucks. I mean, granted, layoffs in general suck, no matter what field, no matter where at, you know. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's fairly petty. People are happy about people's like jobs being lost. I mean. Do you have nothing else better to do with your life or something like that than to go and just love the misery of others? And if so, you really need to reevaluate your soul. Because for one, yeah. if this is what you choose to do, go online and stuff just to go forth and berate others, I mean, you're not much of a human being. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be flat honest with you. But when it comes to this in particular, you know, I found it kind of interesting not just because of Microsoft just laying off people and stuff, but because because of like where the departments were, which was like fairly fascinating to me. Because you know how Microsoft's been trending now for like the past like what how many years now to try to do all digital stuff. Yeah, well, and yeah. I know a couple of different departments from what I'm from what I had read, like what I had read around and stuff at the deal upon of their uh, physical releases even though they can yeah. still technically go forth and outsource some of their physical release stuff. But this is like in-house for some of their first-party stuff. So I kind of yeah. felt bad this kind of uh, kind of another notch of them trying to go completely digital. So it kind of made me sort of like have like a moment this week and stuff to where, yeah, people's, people's jobs got lost, and that sucked. But another thing also sucks is where there may be a time not in the not too distant future i mean a lot sooner than we were probably thinking that we're just going to have like all digital in terms of like video games mm. at this point you know for like console stuff 
We don't know what Nintendo's going to be doing with their next system. I mean, we're assuming they'll do physical stuff. But uh, for Microsoft, it's it's firmly clear. They're going to stick with Game Pass. They're going to go and put out their consoles that they're going to put out, and including like the whole rumored console that was leaked during the last year and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this just feels like another cog in like the long chain of events that have been going around over the past five to like ten years and stuff progressively getting to our point now to where the gaming industry is starting to shrink considerably people are losing a lot of the jobs a lot of which have now becoming like either like extras for like various stuff or like kind of like say not as necessary from some business people's perspectives or some just publishers perspectives because hey a lot of these people like either not just depending upon what field they're doing in the realm of gaming, they're just their jobs are being axed. Whether it's like journalism, whether it's being like say localization stuff, whether it's being, well, porting or like just getting a whole bunch of physical product to release inside of uh, retailers. You know, it's it's alarming to see so many people losing their jobs all at once inside of a field that you know what it's pretty much the biggest that it's been. And yeah. quite honestly. Even with these layoffs, the gaming stuff, the gaming profits have been up. Have been... Yeah. All these profits have been doing fairly well for these companies and stuff. But it's just crazy just to see this all like just going down so quickly. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. if it's not with Microsoft, with what they've done this week... I mean, last week, a lot of gamers were pretty angry in terms of some of the executives. And like one of the executives from Ubisoft saying that, hey, it's like... Just saying the silent stuff out loud in regards to the whole aspect of hey, they don't want people to own their games. They yeah, pretty much get want used, to subscribe think, to them. <laughs> I think it was get used to not owning your games was was a, was a statement. So which with that statement alone, I could just say a giant fuck you because hey, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to own. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that that's that's kind of the problem though. Is like even like you know we talk about like um with you know with with this physical, like, yeah, you own the disc. Yeah. But, I mean, there's games out there that we own the disc for, but you can't play the game anymore. Um, you know, there, there's yes. online games, like, they turn the servers off, and it's like, and I think that that's kind of what he means. Like, obviously, you could say a lot better. Yeah, it's, like you said, they're saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, a big part of the layoffs is because uh, everybody's scared of this recession that everybody has been saying forever is going to come, and it hasn't come. Consumer spending is up. Like you said, gaming is spending is still up pre-COVID. Like I've said, that, I said this during COVID. Like I'm, like I'm not trying to say like, oh, like I'm not like the smartest guy in the room here. Like a lot of people were saying this, and I felt pretty comfortable about this. Was there was a big spike because of COVID? We all like it was like, oh, everybody's at home. People are playing video games. People are buying. Like Animal Crossing was a huge success. I mean, it was not, I'm not saying only because of COVID, but COVID had a big part of the reason why it sold 50 million units. Right. Um, came out right when everybody was stuck at home we've seen the pro we've seen everything get bigger and bigger and i said at the time like hey things will go down in 2021 2022 like things will go like it'll still be up in, from what it was in 2019 but it's not gonna it's it's where it's never gonna see these heights again or at least you know in the way it has been maybe it'll slowly go back up but it's not gonna hit those numbers again uh in the near future and the numbers are still up from what we saw in 2020 2021 but problem was is everybody these corporations lost their fucking mind and then it was like we're gonna spend 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 and spend more money and we're gonna hire a bunch of people 
and like this is like oh it, this will never end and like numbers are going up but they're going up but numbers are up one or two percent they're they, they're on up double digit percents like they were in 2020 2021 it's just like how can someone like me that just i i you know i read the news i have a general idea of how shit works i saw this guy like i said this i seen this coming like how can i know this is coming i'm just a dude living in iowa that i don't have a degree i have a high school education i deliver packages for a living how is it that i know better than these people that get paid hundreds of millions of dollars a year to run to to run trillion dollar companies multi-billion dollar companies that are richer than most con- most countries. How how do I know this stuff better than they know this stuff? It honestly and speaks it, volumes about them being so out of touch with what they have perceived. Mm-hmm. You're right. When it came to 2020, during the height of the pandemic and stuff, gaming was making hand over feet a lot of product, like a lot of profit, and a lot of these companies mm-hmm. were banking on that high. But I feel like they did lose a lot of touch during that time because they thought that it was going to be lasting a lot longer than it was going to. But, yeah, you know, but still, they weren't very intelligent upon scheduling a lot of their future stuff because as soon as the profits started going down a little bit, you know, they started freaking out and started cutting people's jobs left and right. Yeah. I mean, and and it's something we've seen, like, I, I think... I think part of it too is something we've been seeing right now lately too. The last year or so was like a lot of these games that were given gigantic budgets. Um, you know, like we, we talked about like Immortals of AVM or Clips Protocol. These games that were right off the bat, like these companies making their first game, giving a hundred, hundred fifty million dollars to a game, and those games come out and like Clips Protocol sold like two million copies, and they laid off half the studio. All the top people that leave the left the company. Uh, Mortals of AVM came out and we don't even have a clue how, how well it sold but apparently it's real bad uh, how well it sold um, and they laid off half the, half the staff as well and it's just like um, we see these games come out and we, they sell 3-4 million copies and it's just not good enough um, I don't know I mean with some, with, with, I think it's we're not going to feel the effects of this um, what's going on right now for a few years like a lot of shit that's emotion is already you know like that that, that train's already going downhill or that snowball's already going whatever you whatever analogy you want to use like we're not going to feel this but when we get to the end of this generation when we get to the beginning of next generation when we see large gaps like we're talking like we talk about like the last like 18 months it's just been an onslaught of great games like we like last year's one of the best years of all time this year is starting off really hot for a lot of big games absolutely um and i mean we're, we're swimming right now and just i mean we get like there's there's good quality games coming out, but they're like an eight or seven point five, and we just gloss over it. And I won't be shocked in a few years where we're just it's we go back to where we were in like you know the really forever how we were in like the two thousands mid two thousands where like we were just begging for anything. I'm not, I don't know if we we'll ever get like at that bad again, but it wouldn't stun me if like there's like instead of getting like three fucking big games a month, this is not sustainable. Like we're gonna get where we get like two three big games every month. Or maybe we have a two, three month stretch where it's like, I don't know, something like a strangers of paradise comes out and it's just like the hot thing for a moment, like for a couple months, because just nothing else came out that, that, that time frame. you know, it's like, or like something like something happened just a few years ago, outriders came out and like nothing came out f- before that or after that for a while. And there was like a three week stretch where like, that was what everybody was playing. It also was on game pass, but it's like, I feel like that stuff is, we're going to, we're going to see more of that. Um, in in a few years from now, um, oh, absolutely. Because I mean, Tyler, everybody lay people off now. Go ahead. 
let's think of it this way, dude. I mean, us as gamers, growing up during those type of generations where we hardly got like, like good, like a lot of those hot releases as consistently as we're getting at this moment in time, we have been extremely spoiled with the past few yeah. generations of doing so. It really has been since like that Wii 360 and PS3 era from like that mid 2000s all the way up till now to where we're seeing more consistency of not only just good games but just the amount of games coming out in general. And now with yeah. the industry starting to shrink back a little bit, we're starting to see things kind of regress down to the things they were pre mid 2000, maybe not as extreme. But what yeah, I'm saying yeah, is no. In some points, this could actually prove to be beneficial for some games to get into that sort of limelight as well. I mean, I'm not going to completely just go forth and think of it as like more like a near negative thing. I mean, let's think of it this way. When we were growing up as kids, what were the games that were the most effective? And and my, honestly, in my opinion, the games that really caught on with me was just those games that you would find in between the releases of, like, the big games that will be releasing down, like, three or four months later, you know? So, for yeah. example, if it's, like, say, well, this is a, this is an example that happened with me, like, back in the N64 days, you know, I was waiting for WrestleMania 2000 and stuff, but that didn't get released up until, like, around uh, that late, like, 2000s, like, early 20, like 2001. And uh, I would keep buying, like, certain 64 games, because, well, I needed something to play. So that's when I got playing games like, uh, oh, I don't know, Ocarina of Time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was just one well, of those games, though. But it, the fact remained is, during those times, you were more, you were more kind of thankful of the games you would play because you didn't have as many, but they were some great quality games. Absolutely, yeah. there were some great quality but different times, yeah. different standards from way back. Yeah, then. well, back then we had renting was you know that that was that played a big part of it too was be able to right. rent games a lot too, and now we're like talking about physical media going away, uh, like we're not even gonna have like game stops around to even like be no. able to maybe buy these games used and get them at a decent decent about cheaper price and stuff like that, um, or even like go, go to like a thrift shop or like a game or, shop, or yeah, or like go to a Walmart or a Best Buy and like th that game's on sale for twenty dollars. Um, yeah, so, um, I don't know. I yeah, I I, I agree that maybe like there there'll definitely be some some people will you know trying to find some light in all the darkness. There will definitely be some people that maybe find some like benefits, something that might hit that normally wouldn't otherwise. Um, I don't know. Maybe a game like Forspoken that wasn't that bad, but just got shit on. Um, maybe could have had like if if that came out three years from now in like a dead space, dead dead maybe not dead space, but a dead dead period. Maybe that could have had a better life um, than what it got because it, you know, just kind of came out in January and other games around it kind of came out and whatever. So I don't know. Um, it's just shitty. I feel awful. I hope all those people can find jobs and I hope something changes soon because uh, it's just it's not fair. It's not right. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, let's let's move on here, Gables. Um, before we get into the rest of the show, please, if you are liking this, you enjoy the show, please. Uh, we're not always like this. Usually we're. You know, I have a few beers, joke around, have a good time, talk about, you know, we are two guys who love video games and just do this for fun. We have full-time jobs, so we don't get paid for this. We pay to do this. We just like doing it. Uh, we love video games, obviously. Um, and, yeah, we've been doing this for over a decade, and we just like, we're almost 11 years now, Gabe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, but, yeah, we're two guys who love doing this. So, if you like all this, please um, follow us on, subscribe to us on YouTube. 
uh, any podcast service we're on there drunk drunk nerds drunk dash nerds podcast you'll find us um would really would really, really appreciate if you did that five star reviews leave comments likes thumbs up shares whatever uh do all those things we're on twitter and facebook as well just search for us you'll find us uh and yeah appreciate if you did all of that for us but gables let's move on to the rest of the show here we got um some better news actually uh to talk about here potentially uh gables apparently uh death Stranding 2 will be getting some news on there on them in the next uh bibble coon uh yeah. who is i believe i'm saying that right he is uh kind of known like he every every month leaks out the ps plus games right uh and he is right 100 percent of the time every time um uh, and he's he's done some other leaks um lately as well right. um he's got a couple this week one includes uh death Stranding 2 apparently we'll be seeing that in the next week or two okay uh and the subtitle to this game is death Stranding 2 on the beach <laughs> so um oh. and on top of that norman Reedus had an instagram story uh and it was a is a picture uh, of his character from death Stranding, and it said i believe it said on the beach uh oh, here we go point out yeah, and then Kojima had like a a tweet like last I think is either April or August of he was watching a movie called On the Beach as well and like he he tweeted about it. Uh, so people are just kind of you know connecting some dots here. Maybe they're have maybe Norman's having some fun with the uh, video game audience, but I don't think he's plugged in enough probably to like he openly just talked about how he was making that game like two years ago. Yeah, well before like that game was ever probably supposed to be talked about. So um, I mean, there's been the long rumored state of play, but um that's supposed to be happening either probably probably next week i'm assuming next week maybe the week after i'm kind of hoping for the week after when i'm on vacation so i can do a live react to it but um yeah i don't know people's like i i beat death training one it took me several years and and a bunch of attempts but i finally beat it um how 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 anticipating or how much are you anticipating death training two for death stranding two i mean i don't really have any anticipation for this game. I did try out the first game. thought it was alright, but at the same time, it was one of those games to where I got completely bored of it after about 20 minutes and yeah. never wanted to pick it back <laughs> up again. But then again, yeah. that was kind of like how it was designed in mind to where it was supposed to be monotonous. It was supposed to be like you going from point A to point B and then try to avoid the seas and all this other stuff, you know, try to deliver packages and whatsoever. But in terms of its sequel, I mean... Like I said, I have no anticipation for it. I don't know what it's going to be like other than the what few what few things we've seen of the gameplay itself, if you could call it that, or <laughs> or from what the little uh, blurbs here from Norman Reedus and Hideo Kojima have been. But yeah. uh, hey, you know what? I hope this game is going to be fantastic for people. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty much what I feel. Yeah, this game was obviously very split last time. I, you know, I've talked about I'm a giant Kojima fanboy, um, but even I, like I said, it took me, I don't know, four or five attempts uh, over like a three year stretch, and like I finally just when the the director's cut came out, I think in 2022, I finally sat down and I put it on very easy. I used like all the uh, the stuff that they use to make the game like kind of easier for people to go through, and I just ran through the main story to like because I loved all the the everything else the story all the cutscenes, i loved everything else it was just i didn't like i did not enjoy playing that game um and you know like i said it took me like i think it was like about 50 hours to finally finish the whole game right and i love all that shit and i'm, I'm kind of hoping because like the whole main part of the first game was about like 
connecting America, which spoiler you, you do at the end. Um, I believe I don't know. It's a it's, it's a weird game. Uh, but you basically you end up you accomplishing your goal and some other shit happens. Um, and I'm kind of wondering and like how like are we gonna do this whole package delivery thing again or uh, I don't know. So I'm kind of holding a hope that maybe the game is is not quite the same game that we played the first time. And maybe they yeah like maybe they make it a little more actiony. Maybe they um, I don't know. I just I just don't really don't really don't want to do the whole fucking walking through snow shit again. That fucking that was the part that really broke me multiple times was uh, delivering in the snow again and all that. So, um, but I, I'm I'm excited to see more of it. I'm always a sucker for a Kojima uh, trailer. Um, sucker for pretty much just about anything he does. Um, and I'm hoping that like like I said, I'm hoping that maybe we we uh, he focuses. You know, we change some gameplay here. We focus on. Um, I don't even know what I want. I really, I just, I just don't want to do death training again. I don't want to deliver packages. I don't want to fucking make zip lines and all that shit. Like I like the whole, I like the whole idea of like, you know, you work together with like people online and stuff like they build, they like, yeah, like they love this ladder here for you. I like all that aspects of it. I, I just, I, for the love of God, please don't make me do that again. Um, cause I, I'm going to buy this game day one. I'm already saying I'm going to buy it day one. I'm going to bitch about it the entire time, but I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> but I just don't want to. So I'm I'm gonna hold out hope that uh that we don't do that again. Um, Gables is gone, uh, but I'm just gonna move on to the next subject here, and I will tie him in when we when he gets back. Uh, but apparently, uh, Bill McCoon also mentioned that um that will also be revealed in the next couple of weeks for an unti- uh, until dawn remaster. Uh, so no word on if this is a remaster or a remake. Apparently, it's also gonna be coming to PC. Uh, and Obviously, I think I mentioned that I think it was on last week's podcast that they are making a uh, Until Dawn movie. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if like this is to do with that. Most likely, um, I don't. Well, they just they just announced like the deal in place. So obviously, the movie's not coming anytime soon. No idea if this game is coming anytime soon, but um, it's something I've talked about a lot, and it's something we've seen a lot of different people try to do with like really since The Witcher kind of really definitely changed the game up quite a bit. Where you know Witcher came out obviously one of the best games of all time i didn't play it but i know like it's one of the, one of the best games ever made um and the tv show came out the game was just as popular after that and then like every season after that like the game got a huge boost in sales and we've seen the same thing with like cyberpunk uh the anime came out like right when like they did like the big update and like that game was like more popular after that than it was at launch and it got you know it's got obviously got more boost since then we've seen the same thing with like um like we've seen sony do the same thing with like last of us where they put out that ps5 uh remake uh for last of us on p uh on, P- well, on ps5 sorry so i already said that um you know in what september 2022 and then the game or then the movie came out or the sorry the tv show rather came out and that game got a big boost in sales same thing with mario like with the mario games like when the mario movie came out it was like anyway so on and so forth um we've seen this we're like hey we're gonna put these games out and they're gonna get a, a nice little bump in sales we're gonna see multiple bumps because hey we're gonna put the game out it's gonna we're gonna you know our like playstation side like we're gonna put the game out again on the new console it's gonna get another sales bump and then when the show comes out or the movie comes out it's gonna get an additional bump because it, it's gonna, you know a lot of new people are discovering it so um i i i can see why they're doing it and like that game is i think i mean we're getting close to like was it was it 2015 so we're coming up to like nine years here of that game being out um and i love that game when it came out it was one of my top games of that year i think it was like number like two or three on my top 10 list that year 
Uh, I really love that game. Came, I, I think it kind of came out of nowhere for everybody. It was like a PS Move game that got converted into like an actual just regular game. Um, and I've, I've always said that like uh, I just never understood why PlayStation just didn't buy Supermassive. Um, they should have bought them and instead they did the deal with, uh, was it? Oh, I don't want to say Bandai Namco, but I feel like that's wrong. Uh, but anyways, they got bought by Tencent or something last year, I believe. Uh, so like kind of lost, missed out on that. Um, but I'm assuming PlayStation owns the IP at this point, so they can just kind of do whatever they want with it. So doing, doing a remaster and that game had some technical issues at launch. So, uh, coming out, but you know, I'm assuming it's a remaster. I'm assuming it's just a remaster. It makes sense. I get why they're doing it. Um, I would be kind of excited to play it again. I haven't played it since it came out, um, shortly after it came out. Uh, I remember like renting it through Gamefly. Remember Gamefly people? I remember getting it through there like like a month or so after it came out and just like blown away by how good that game was. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see uh, what you know like that game come out. Maybe get that get that bump because that game kind of took over for a good chunk of time there. Where um, I like I said that game kind of came out of nowhere and it was like a, that was like one of the first real big like Twitch moments. Uh, I think the first time like I really started seeing that. Gables, I'm talking about uh, you were gone, but I'm talking about. Until Dawn, apparently, uh, Bill Bakun also uh, mentioned that there's going to be an Until Dawn remaster. Uh, kind of the same thing we'll, hit, we'll hear about in the next week or two. Uh, no word if it's a remaster or a remake. Apparently, it's going to be coming to PS5 and PC. Uh, and obviously, they, they just announced last week that they, there's that movie. They're in development now. So, um, how how you feeling, Gables, about potentially getting a uh, up, updated uh, Until Dawn? I feel like it's much needed, especially if they wanted to try to tie things into their movie they're going to be coming out with fairly soon i mean um let's see it would definitely make a lot of sense to have a ps5 remaster considering the trend that sony has been doing with a lot of their remasters on their ps5 <laughs> plus bringing the pc makes a lot of sense too because this that platform definitely has a lot of like uh horror themed games and a lot of fans from that that would love to sink their teeth into playing that uh, ps4 classic so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's it's definitely beneficial and it's definitely a positive to see another great game going to be heading either to the PS5 or the PC fairly soon, hopefully, if the rumors are correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no idea. Like, I, I, they just announced the movie last week, so I'm guessing that like that movie probably like they probably don't have a script or anything. So I'm curious if like we have no idea if like if it's coming soon or if like maybe they put it out at the end of the year. Um, kind of tying with the holiday theme and then like yeah like it's like i was saying when you're gone like the thing we've been seeing a lot now where it's like the 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 they get they put the put the new one on the shelf and then when the movie or tv show comes out they get an, an extra bump later on yep. so they kind of like get that double triple dip on these products so uh yeah it makes sense and especially this like yeah like i said this game is uh what this will be almost nine years since the game came out so yep. it makes sense and, uh, yeah like, I, i'm you know as someone that's a huge super massive fan i uh, play play all their games. I love all their games. Um, well, I shouldn't say I love all their games, but I enjoy all their games at least. Um, I, I, I'd be excited to, to, to play this game. And like uh, some of the people in that game are like way more famous now than like R- Rami Malek is in that game, which I completely forgot about who he played like Freddie Mercury in, uh, in the queen, the queen movie a few years ago. Um, he was like a bad guy. And the lot, well, I think, I think the last bond movie, I want to say, uh, so he's a lot more famous now than than what he was back then. I can't remember who else is in that movie, but or that game. But I know um, 
I can see their face. I just can't remember their names. But anyways, um, you can you can put you could yeah you can just like plaster their names on here. Boom, like hey, these like Rami Malek's in this game. So that's yeah. They're, so they're they're actually got some names now. So that that'd be smart too. So I don't know. I mean, this definitely kind of leads into the idea that we're gonna get that state of play. And um, I talk about like I wasn't expecting much out of the state of play. Uh, you know, a week or two ago, but uh, like best thing I was hoping for was like a stellar blade, a date for that. Um, so that if we if we get that on top of this news, I think that you know, and potentially that would be you know, good. PlayStation, yeah, PlayStation's like this. Obviously, you know, it's still January, uh, but I mean, this is probably the. We, I, I can't remember a time when we went into a year, um, where we didn't have a clue of like. We usually, we go in like, oh, we know what PlayStation's. There's always some surprises, but we always have like, what's the, like, we always have one or two big games from PlayStation we know are coming. Right. In that year, and we just we have <laughs> we have nothing. Um, like, like there's a couple like what was that? What's that Concord? I think this was coming out this year, which we haven't seen the gameplay from, and may or may have gotten delayed. Um, which that's one of their games and service games. So, um, like the only other stuff that we know about is like third party games they have first party deals with. So, um, but let's uh let's move on, Gables, to our next story here. Um, this is kind of a, a little bit of a downer here. Uh, Nintendo announced. So they already announced this, but they gave us dates that the Wii U 3DS online store will be shutting down on April 8th. Uh, this means like online play and other functionality that uses online communication will end for uh, in service for the 3DS and Wii U software. Uh, they did mention though that the Pokemon Bank will still be usable, but no idea for how much longer after this. Um, you know, um, I don't know how many people this actually affects. Obviously, the numbers have probably have gone up since they announced this last year. And it'll probably, it's probably gone up since they announced it this week. Um, so there'll probably be a lot of people playing it on the way out. But, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's kind of sad, you know, especially like, um, you know, like, I think the biggest loss probably is just like Mario Maker. Like, that game is basically unplayable now. Well, will Mario be unplayable. Maker is pretty much unplayable, bearing like what type of uh, levels you create for yourself. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's just. Yeah, that's just weird. It's like Mario Maker definitely is going to be affected the most by this. But uh, thinking back with a lot of their online stuff, the most popular stuff, like, say, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, the Pokemon games, I know there are definitely some definitely some games that uh, people did enjoy playing online, like, say, Splatoon, the original Splatoon. That, that online thing's going to yeah. be completely shut down even though for years it has been infested with bot it's just been infested by a lot of cheaters like kind of like how a lot of their leaderboards are still for their like yeah. uh for their later games as well for splatoon 2 and splatoon 3 as well but uh yeah the original splatoon is definitely a trip to try to go back and play and especially if you're going to try to like play the online portion of it i mean <laughs> yeah good luck yeah. with that but um with the Wii U and with the 3DS, other than like the big games and some other titles and stuff, you don't really hear too much about their service stuff besides like what was on their online storefront. I mean, what I mean by like say maybe their storefront stuff, I mean you would you would mostly use their online stuff to go and just purchase stuff from their stores from like various games, like different themes for like the 3DS and that type of stuff. But uh, some of the bigger games that uh, that I used to play, I think, on the 3DS, and it's, well, other than the Pokemon games, I mean, I tried playing bits of Smash Brothers, both on the 
online storefront, on like just an online front for the Wii U and for the three and for the 3DS when yeah. those games came out and oh boy, it is just the same old song and dance really. I mean, lag, slow down. <laughs> This is kind of like what you would expect from a Nintendo game online that isn't Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's sad. I, I'm yeah. sad to see it go, but at the same point, the Switch's life cycle is almost at its end. So tying up the loose ends with the 3DS and the Wii U makes the most sense. Yeah, like yeah, like you said, these are not like a lot of people probably weren't playing games online anyways on the 3DS, and especially on the Wii U, obviously. Um, we never never had a huge like I other than like Mario Maker, uh, I don't think a lot of games probably had a pretty I mean Splatoon, um, didn't have a huge online audience so, um, yeah it it's just it, it definitely sucks and it's sad especially like Mario Maker I think I'm more upset about the Mario Maker thing like I never, like I wasn't the biggest Mario Maker guy but like it's definitely sad like how many like creative levels like and like that that was just like that game was like a moment for uh, like a while mm-hmm. and I find, like I felt like there was like it was really like the last real chance that the Wii U really had to take off. And I feel like that actually had a chance, like it had a moment there of like the, the Wii U could be, could be something here with this. Uh, and it had a nice little boost, but obviously ultimately I didn't save the, the console, but um, man, it's just like, it's so crazy. Like that. Uh, yeah. One of the best games. Uh, it's kind of like when, when they, when Blizzard just kind of killed Overwatch, it's just like, man, one of the greatest games of all time, they just got rid of uh, and you can't play it anymore. And it's just kind of, you know, like I said, like, like you said, like you can still yeah cr- still create your own levels, but that's not the game. The it's game a worse iteration of a game that uh, <laughs> that they used to have, you know. Yeah, so uh, it just, it just sucks. Um, but Gables was uh, kind of sticking uh, loosely here with Pokemon uh, Power World. We talked about it last week. Last week when we talked about it, it was we talked about it, we recorded last Friday, so the game had only been out for less than a day. And at that point, I think it already sold over a million copies in the, like the first like eight hours. Uh, well, since then, it's sold over eight million copies. Uh, last reported um, as of it, you know it's Saturday night uh, here on the it's the twenty seventh. Um, over eight million over eight million copies. It's become bigger and bigger. Obviously, we've seen like a lot of people out there talking about reporting on it to the point that Pokemon Company basically had to like say like oh yeah no we know guys stop emailing us we we've heard uh, so. Uh, they said they're looking into it. Um, I don't know. It's kind of turned into a big case. Everybody apparently online now is a lawyer uh, and knows uh, knows copyright claim and IP. Like everybody's a copyright lawyer and IP lawyer out there and, and knows what in what is and isn't illegal. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I played about six hours now, Gables of uh, Power World. I seen you were playing it not uh, the other day as well. Um, you know, we're we're both playing on on Xbox Game Pass, so we're not playing the, the Steam versions. But uh, how you how you feeling, Gables? You know, you're obviously the more the, the bigger Pokemon guy than I am. But uh, how 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 the the time you spent with it? How you feeling about it? I played a little bit of Pal World. Other than like the introductory stuff, I I am notorious for not liking too many like survival based games. You know, like say collecting yeah. resources, having to eat, do this and do that. You know, so I spend maybe about a good solid 20 or 30 minutes on it and I just didn't go back because it's not okay. my kind of game. Had that gotcha. been taken out, yeah, I probably would be still playing this game. <laughs> so there actually is, so I'm not a survival guy at all. I did go through, so when you start, your when you go like load up the world, you can actually change the settings and like you can like, there's sliders and you can like, not 100%, like you still got to like get like, 
you can like turn up the slider so like you get more shit when you like break up the wood like the trees and stones stuff like that but you can like pretty much pick that down to um quite a quite a minimum um uh, which i like i i did that i turned like i turned them way up so like cool like when i hit trees like i'm getting like i'm they're breaking down faster so i'm getting so i'm not spending as much time sitting there like punching trees or i make an axe and i'm like not spending waste so much time you know breaking up trees or and stuff like that but um yeah like i i'm, I'm the same way with, with gables where it took me couple hours and then i got when, once i made like my uh my pal base and you collect pals and like then they like you can put them out your base and they just do that shit for you and they just collect stones and wood and like cool like i'm still getting my own shit but like they do a lot of that for me so then i can just make my own shit like i all i gotta do is make my shit now instead of breaking down shit so like i i but i get where you're coming from but um I, all right so we are not lawyers here obviously I did listen to a podcast. There's a podcast I listen to uh, called MinMax, uh, M-I-N-N-M-A-X. So there's two N's in MinMax. Um, and one of the people on the show is actually an IP lawyer. Okay. Uh, and she did a, a podcast about it and talked about it. I listened to the whole podcast. They did break out like an 11-minute clip on their YouTube channel if you want to check it out uh, and listen to that. But they kind of break down like the idea of that. And just kind of like uh, her name was Haley. I can't remember her last name. But she kind of talked about it and basically like it is very subjective about you know whether or not this is like like what plagiarism and copying all that is. Now, if they did like go into the game and find like files of like Pokemon or find like hey they just kind of copy and pasted and like like just traced over shit. Like obviously that is clear cut. But as far as like you know if they just kind of took motivation from this, uh, it is very subjective and it is um, really just based on how the judge is feeling on it that day. Uh, there's no, there isn't, there's no, um, I can't remember like the word, but there's no precedent to this ever. Uh, so it'd be very hard to prove this. So I am curious. I really don't think it will go much further than where we're at right now. Um, because Nintendo runs the risk or place or place Pokemon company runs the risk of like, say they go to court over this and they fight it, uh, and they lose. It's all going to get worse for them. Absolutely. Because uh, then it's like, oh, cool. Like, well, they created precedent. Now everybody's going to do this. Everybody, like, big companies will get involved in this. Like, this is like, these people, like, this is a small ind- independent studio that made this with, like, there's only, like, that's not a very big team that made this game. Um, so uh, imagine what would happen if, like, you know, I don't know, EA or Activision or Xbox or PlayStation or any, like, Capcom or anybody, like, hey, we're gonna do, we're we're gonna make our own thing of this now. Uh, Gabe, was you still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Sorry, you froze there for a second. Um, but um, I will say though, if you are a fan of Pokemon, and we are, uh, but there's a lot of people out there like me that have been very frustrated with Pokemon games over the last you know, like there's definitely there's moment, like we have we get for every Pokemon Legends Arceus, there is fucking there's that Gen Four remake remaster. That was like the bare minimum of work put into a game. Um, obviously, Scarlet and Violet, we don't, we don't need to rehash that anymore. Um, I will say this, that if you're a fan, like I was saying earlier with like layoffs, like if you're a fan of video games, this is bad. But for this, if you're a fan of Pokemon, you want this. This is good. Like, it's so weird people are getting mad at like, and like putting up arms for fucking Pokemon. Like, they're, they're a billion, they're a multi-billion dollar company. 
they're going to be fine. They're not going to go, they're, they're not going to go out of business because of this. Uh, like they're, they're gonna, It's going to be okay. Um, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, as like, if you're a wrestling fan, like there's a lot of people out there that like, just like, if you're a WWE fan, like people just hate AEW because it's not WWE, but like, look at what happened to WWE when AEW came around. WWE sucked for like 15 years. AEW comes around, comes out and starts getting more people are buying tickets to their show for a couple of years there. More people are watching their show. They're beating WWE in ratings. And then WWE is like, Oh, we got to change. And they change. And now they're the hottest they've been in 20 years. And like, like as far as like the in-ring is better. The storylines are better. Yes. Like now the ratings are up. They're selling more tickets. They're the most profitable they've ever been. Uh, Cause they had a, someone, someone lit a fire up their ass. Um, and I feel like, go ahead. You know, what's funny as you're talking about it. I get little blurbs of stuff of like people playing stuff on Steam and stuff. You How, keep seeing Dog's Eye play. Yeah, I keep Power seeing World. one of our friends. I keep getting the same thing. One of our friends, yeah. Alan or something like that, is just freaking playing Power World and stuff as we're talking yeah, about Power World. To play Power but World, yeah. uh, here's the thing: in terms of a potential court case or like a lawsuit type of thing, I don't think it would pan. I don't think it would really pan out because it's very hard to actually prove that they have went into and actually like stolen base things you know like they copied things like one for one because unless you were going to go into the files and they just copy and paste sort of like what that lawyer was saying to you i mean it's going to be incredibly hard to try to nail that the best thing i feel the pokemon company could do right now is not is obviously i wouldn't say like not take notice of it i mean yeah you absolutely take notice of this and stuff but you use this as a lesson because this wouldn't be happening if they put more effort into their product. The better quality product comes from having competitors around you. Because those competitors are going to force them into making a better product. Because, like you were saying before, the last thing they want to do is the Pokemon company to challenge this company and bring them to court and then lose because not only does it make them look like extremely bitter in the limelight kind of like how nintendo generally is when it comes to any type of use of their ips in any type of fan games or any type of things the worst fear that people have especially with it comes to fans of games in general especially those fan games is this causes a president with Nintendo to just start banning fan games or try to take them down because of like IP issues and stuff. Yeah. Well, so did you already, um, so there was a, there was a power world mod that came out. Oh, the Pokemon. And someone mod, made yes. the Pokemon, the, they made the Pokemon mod and it looked awesome. Uh, uh, Pokemon company had taken down the very next day. I actually point heard that, that the, the website kind of, that, did was gonna like host the mod and stuff. Just decided to take it down because they were fearful of terms of the repercussions oh, for no. Nintendo. No, 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 no. They got it taken down. Not only was it taken down, people that tweeted about it, those tweets were taken down. <laughs> Anybody that tweeted about it, they're like had had screenshots and videos of it. All those gone. All all those on all the videos on the internet gone. All those like I oh mean, yeah. I mean they went nuclear on on any reference to this mod. Like gone. Any article written oh, about it, yeah. gone. So, um, yeah, this was de- definitely like we like we know that like, yeah, Nintendo, Pokemon, this I know obviously definitely hurt them. This absolutely just dug into their skin with that point. But you know what? The best thing that the Pokemon company can do with all of this is like what I said before. 
make better product. Make it yeah. better than the quality Smoke of them. the shit that we've got with the Diamond and Pearl remakes and with Scarlet and Violet. I've seen discussions now going around the internet that they're going to be doing longer cycles in terms of producing their next mainline games, but with anything that's going to be current down the line, it's obviously going to be like a little bit more questionable. But, uh, yeah, you know what? There's a reason why the Pokemon the Pokemon IP right now is one of the largest and the most profitable in the world is they've that Pokemon company has been riding the success of this franchise ever since the late 90s. So, this is like one of their first major missteps with their mainline games that are finally like releasing to the point where they feel where they feel like they're just overconfident. Like they just put whatever they can on there and it'll just sell millions of copies. That's what it just kind of feels like. They can do bare minimum, put out their product, and then, you know, people will just eat it up regardless. And granted, yeah. yes, there are those people. They did. They did. <laughs> I mean, they did. Scarlet Violet is like one of the best-selling Switch games of all time. It's the yeah. risk that you run. It, when you do that, and people still buy that regardless, I mean, granted, in some cases, it's the gamer's fault for keep on continuously buying this, knowing full well it's a lesser product than what they have been given I'm, before in the past. However... I'm not going to blame the gamers for it, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, to some extent, the gamers can be to blame because... Yes, they're still buying. They're still using, you know, they're voting with their wallet to buy the product. But it doesn't give Nintendo, and especially the Pokemon company, more reason to go forth and put out shit product when they know they could be doing a hell of a lot better than what they're doing because of their stupid freaking three-year cycle or whatever the hell they have for their schedule for their Pokemon merchandise yeah, and stuff. I think it's three years, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's, it's, it's just fascinating to me that you know, Power World's been in early access for a while. All this stuff, all the success. I'm happy that Power World has gotten the success that it's gotten. Because yeah. that's pretty much lit a fire up Nintendo's ass and actually tried to possibly change some stuff, what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh... It's funny, when I play it, all I want to do is just play Pokemon. Like an actual Pokemon. You want to know what's funny? I was like... Go ahead. What's funny is, you, you talked about that, I've never played Power World... That I started playing another replay of Pokemon Crystal. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I. It was funny. I was like, man, I was like, uh, I'm like, fuck, man, like I, I want to go out and, like buy like Pokemon Let's Go Eevee or something like that, like replay that, you know, like I was like, like because the only like Pokemon game I have like is Scarlet and Violet, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking play that piece of shit. So <clears throat> I, you know, I want to, I'm like, God damn it, like I, I like I want like I want like another Pokemon Legends game like right now or something, you know, um, so. Mm. Do yeah, replay it's of like, Pokemon Legends Arceus, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like I just want, I'm like, man, I just want to play fucking Pokemon game again. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm, I, I'm happy they exist. I'm happy for those people. Like they're doing well. Like obviously, if they are doing something illegal, I mean, fuck them for that. But like, I'm not like I don't care. Like it's like it's fucking Pokemon. They're gonna be fine. Like they're not gonna go to business because of this. Um, you know, they're not, like, this isn't going to really hurt them in any, like, even if it did hurt them, like, if people, less people bought their next game because of this, like, honestly, it, you can make the argument that less people bought the next game because of how shitty Scarlet Violet came out. Right. So, uh, and still is, you know, a year plus later. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm, like, I don't know fucking how much more I'm going to play of it. I did, I did beat, like, the, uh, the first boss of, um, Power World, and, like, I, I enjoyed the game. I'm having fun with the game. Uh, like I said, the, like, 
it's it's just like I like it, but it's it's just not Pokemon. It's close to me. It's close for me. Like, but it's just like it's not the real thing, you know. But it, it kind of if it scratches. It's it's kind of scratching the itch. You know, it's it's like I don't know. It's like almost like um, eating a little snack before like dinner. You know, it's like it's kind of you know it's getting me by, but it's like you know, I'm gonna eat these I'm gonna eat these Ritz crackers, but um, God damn it, there's like I I really just want that steak, and uh, that's kind of how it feels for me. So, but hey, there's people out there I know that are playing it and like. Are obsessed with this game, and hey, good for them. But well, I'm happy for them, you know, because yeah, I just want the yeah. I just want the real thing, you know. So, I want the real goddamn thing, Gables. Um, all right, let's let's uh let's move on here, Gables. Um, some, some other small stuff this week. Now a lot of smaller stuff. Um, so someone on the back end like found the source code for Visions of Mana on the Xbox Store, and allegedly, according to the, some of the source code in there, it sounds like it could be coming to the Game Pass. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, come Which, on. Yeah, it but it's been just weird. That, it's weird though. Like they had it at the developer direct, and they like I thought when they when I did the live reaction to it, I'm like, oh okay, it's coming to Game Pass. That's awesome. And then they didn't announce it. So maybe when they announce a date, it will. But I was like, I don't know. It's just like I feel like the perfect opportunity to do it. But um, I don't know. But uh, that that's not confirmed. That was just and the and the, the on the back end, people's kind of seen that. Um, next up here. Um, I don't want to make this a whole trend every week where we talk about the Switch 2 because I feel like we're going to talk about the Switch 2 a lot this year. Like we've already been talking about the Switch 2 for a lot, for several years, but we're really going to be talking about it this year. Uh, I did want to mention um, so according to Bloomberg here, and Bloomberg's been really really good about um, you know with with information they like they announced like the they kind of leaked the Switch Lite uh, before it was announced. They leaked like basically the the Switch OLED before it came out um, as well. Um, they are saying that the the next Switch will have an eight inch screen, which is bigger than the current um, switch and uh, will be using an eight inch LCD screen. So no OLED. So um, some, I think that's, they've already talked about before, but it sounds like they're pretty confident in this time. Um, this tells me that in like two years, they're going to just, they're going to make everybody rebuy another switch with the OLED model. What it tells me is they looked up on the sales. The ones with the LCD screens are absolutely the ones that sold the most. Yeah. The OLED yeah. screens definitely did sell pretty good, but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense that at launch you want the LCD screen as well as the bigger screen precedented with <laughs> this new model, this this successor to the Switch. But uh, it also tells me that, hey, they are firmly confident in terms of what they want to do for like the screen setup itself. It's not going to be as much cost coming out from the launch and stuff as it would be for like an OLED screen. Would mm. people would have wanted an OLED screen at launch? Absolutely. Yeah. But this is just basically kind of like the just the first inklings that we have heard about in terms of like say the actual screen that it could potentially launch with plus the size. I mean. 8-inch screen, dude. I mean, that's not bad. That's no, definitely more no. than what we got going for, like, the Switch and the Switch OLED in that retrospect. But, uh, God, I'm just trying to imagine it right now. And it's just, like, just having like, this big monstrosity of, like, a tablet or something, like, right in front of my yeah. face, dude. Fucking iPad. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> like, like I said, yeah, it's going to be cheaper. Uh, you know, they want to just mass produce this. Like, that's the big thing is, like, they they want to like they they want to make sure that like they have a bunch in stock. They're kind of like taking the lessons of like the PlayStation and Xbox 
coming out of the gate last time, uh, and then also kind of how it was for them when that game when they when the switch launched in spring of 2017, right. where um, the biggest issue really was just getting it. So they want to make sure there's enough out there out the gate. So maybe having an LCD screen obviously is cheaper. Maybe they, I don't I don't obviously we don't know how manufacturing works, but probably it's it's it might be easier to get an LCD screen than OLED. And then, like I said, nobody Nintendo loves making people buy their shit again. Yeah, um, absolutely. They, they love they love putting out collector editions. Of all, like they're of like I mean, we saw they had a big bump last year when they put out the Tears of the Kingdom uh, Switch, uh, just a uh, Switch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Gables has one. Yeah. Um, my best friend Justin, I think, has bought like five fucking Switches, <laughs> uh, multiple Zelda ones. He's bought the OLED. He's bought the. Uh, the Joy-Cons. Um, I still rock. I'm st- I, I got mine on launch, and I still am rocking that one. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, Nintendo loves making people buy their stuff again. So I would not be shocked in 2026, 2027, there is a Switch OLED that costs $50 more. Because so, what, um, what we're kind of expecting, you know, is sort of like them to obviously have it at like a higher <laughs> cost than what they do with the current Switch, you know. So like that 400 maybe that 450 range, you know, with yeah. what they got going alongside the current specs. I think they're maybe trying to take a more Steam Deck like approach to it where it's like you see how like the baseline Steam Deck is sort of like around that price range right at the moment but uh, yeah. yeah that's that's pretty much the base of what we're expecting though from without even like knowing anything concrete we're expecting this thing to be even more expensive than the original Switch yeah I, I, I felt 400 for a while yeah so. well absolutely it makes sense it does but uh, yeah yeah, let's just wait and see what else is uh, it's pretendably yeah. like un like uh, shown off and stuff in the coming months. Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't, I, I think most people are over talking about the Switch Two until we see it. But yeah, um, you know, I, we're definitely gonna make it a trend to talk about it. But this seemed like something worth talking about on this end. So um, we'll wait because I don't, I really don't want to like like we did like the Switch Pro shit for years. Um, remember, we did the every week there was like that the 3d print model of that someone made of a switch. So we freaked out every week for like, it felt like a year Dude. on that. So I really don't mind. have the energy to do it again. Tyler, I'm of the mind is unless Nintendo does a complete unveiling during a random weekday. I don't think we really need to talk about too much about switch. Yeah. Two. Unless it's like, unless it's like, if it's like Jason Schreier or Bloomberg or Jeff Grubb credible. saying something. Yeah. Yeah. So unless it's like somebody absolutely credible, yeah, I definitely don't want to make it a huge thing uh, until then. Um, then, last but not least, this is a short one. By the time this, like, we talk about, like, really, like, you probably hear this, I'm probably already obsolete. Uh, apparently, um, it's been reported, it's already been openly dis- told by um, IGN and a couple other places that, um, a few other places, quite a few places, that uh, Suicide Squad, Kill Just League. So, the, um, the, the main, like, if you buy the main edition, it comes out Friday. Next Friday, the second, I believe. If you, but if you buy like the deluxe edition, I think it comes out on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so as of right now, n- no review codes have been given out, and a lot of sites have already been told they're not getting review codes at all. So the places that are getting review codes are getting review codes when the early access or the early the digital deluxe edition comes out, which I think, like I said, Tuesday or Wednesday. Those the other places will be getting codes. Basically, it sounds like so they did a preview a couple weeks ago, um, and basically nobody liked the preview. Uh, so a lot of the places that they uh, that did the preview 
are just like WB just not giving them a code. <laughs> so they, they, like so, WB is being the people that whoever's in charge of giving out codes are being are being extremely petty, uh, and not giving out uh, codes to the people that didn't like the pre, like didn't like the preview part. So. Uh, obviously, like it's a PR company, their job is to make the game look as good as possible. Yep. And the only way to make this game look as good as possible is just not giving out codes for people to play this game pre-launch. So, um, yeah, take this for what you will. <laughs> but uh, if you are, I feel like if there was any, I was like trying to talk myself into like maybe this game will be okay. Like I don't think this game will be bad. I'm not expect. I still expect like, alright, what's what's just let's see right now. Obviously, there won't be reviews up. You know, probably until a couple weeks from now. What do you think? If you had to give an Oprah critic score right now, what do you think it will end up at? Sixty-five. I was gonna say like sixty-eight. So that's so. I think we're kind of in that same idea. Like people freak out. Sixty a game in the sixties is not terrible. No, it's just not great. It's kind it's of like there's there's. Yes, the, look, we freak out. Like sometimes, like seventy, I feel like is like is is like average. So like now if it's like in the fifties, that's bad. Uh, and that's kind of where I think this game will be at. Like I was like, yes. man, like maybe this game is like a seven. Like I was thinking like a seventy-five, maybe kind of get not now. But like with this, I'm like, oh fuck, maybe it's like, all right, maybe it's a lot worse than we thought. I feel like the I feel like the like the story is actually pretty good. Uh, and I I wouldn't be shocked if like the gameplay is fine. I just feel like like everything else is just not going to be fun. Um, I will tell you this, so. Tyler. I would be deeply surprised. And very happy if this game scored above seventy. Yeah, I, I I want I want I want this game to be good. Absolutely. Like, I was I bought Forspoken on day one because I was like, there's no way like when that game came out, it's like a sixty-seven, you know. But I was like, man, like and like I don't know. I thought the game was like just completely like was it was was fine. Uh, but I was like, you know, I like I want I want to discuss. It's fucking these people made the Batman Arkham games and they're awesome. It's like right. I I want this game to be good, you know. And they they got it sounds like they got rid of like the like the the paid battle pass. Like they've gotten rid of like there's gonna be like cosmetics you can buy, but they got rid of all like the games of service part of like battle passes. Like there will be like it took the initial year to do that too. Yeah, yeah. So they they definitely change like listen and try to get rid of that shit. But like just obviously, but the problem is like like it took the extra year to like probably change up some of the core designs, but it's too late to take out the games of service part um so i don't know um i'm still trying to hold out hope i don't know why uh i just don't want i'm I, i'm not i don't think the game will be good but i don't want i'm not ready to admit the game will be bad so i don't know why i just want it to be good uh you know i don't know it's, just, it's weird especially it's the last um um oh, fuck kevin Con conroy no. con yeah uh it's his last time as batman it's like come on man like make it good let it be good, you know. Um, but all right, Gables, let's uh, let's jump on what we've been playing here. Do you want to go first, buddy? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. I've only been playing right. one game, and like I was saying, okay. it was the replay of Pokemon Crystal. Okay. I've been enjoying it a lot more during this time around for some reason, and I think that mostly has to has in large part to do with uh, the past previous time I played through Pokemon Gold, I only used one Pokemon, and that was a Chikorita, which I used in the entirety of the playthrough. Managed to get all the way up to Red, beat Red with just a Chikorita at level 100. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this one I wanted to do a replay of Pokemon Crystal, and I wanted to have the idea of uh, 
just doing a couple different things new that I hadn't done before. So I tried using out different Pokemon that I don't know that don't normally play, just to give it like some thought and stuff. Like I had an unown in my team at one point. I got up to level 15. You know, it had a good hidden power like typing of Bug, which that's good against like psychic types and like uh, grass types and stuff. But in the early to mid portion of the game, it just really wasn't that useful. So I ended up boxing that. I've used a, uh, I caught a Hoot Hoot, evolved into a Noctowl. Noctowl really doesn't have a lot of good move selection during that, just in general. Not until like you get to like the later part of the game, or even like some like the after game stuff. It only has access to like a flying type move, like in Peck, up until you learn. You get like the the HM from uh, Cyanwood and stuff past uh, Olivine City. So you get the TM after you beat that gym leader. Only until then, though, can you actually learn a decent flying type move. But Noctowl's move set is fairly restrictive, so I ended up uh, I ended up like boxing Noctowl. But uh, my current team right now, I'm using my I currently have this Croconaw that, you know, my starter. So I went with Totodile, now with Croconaw. It's close to, like, about the late 20s or so. Like, the mid to late 20s. I have, uh, I end up getting this odd egg. That's not one of the daycare and stuff. Pokemon Crystal, you can actually get access to not just one, but two eggs. One of them hatches into a Togepi, but this one hatches into a Magby. It could be one of a couple different Pokemon, like you could get, like, say, an Iglybuff, a Cleffa, or some of the pre-evolved forms of classic Pokemon, like, say, Jigglypuff, Clefairy, like, the pre-evolved forms of, like, uh, Magmar, or, like, Electabuzz and stuff. I got the pre-evolved form of Magmar. Magby. So, what's fun about Magby is you could teach it the elemental punches, and because it's Generation 2, those type of punches are, consider are considered special attacks. And Magmar is great with special attacks. As a matter of fact, its physical and its special attacks are almost, are nearly, like, equal. So you can do, like, a mix sort of thing with it. So I want to have complete Magmar on my team. I have my starter. I decided to do something different. I went to Mount Mortor, right? And inside this cave, you have a bunch of Zubat and stuff. But inside of Pokemon, like, Crystal... This does something that no other Pokemon game I've seen do, really. And you have Pokemon that have evolved before their actual level. Like, for example, you can encounter a Pidgeotto or some in the wild, and it'll be, like, level 13. Usually Pidgeotto does, doesn't evolve from a Pidgey into, like, level 18. I caught a level 13 Golbat inside of Mount Mortar, which it takes, like, until 28 in order to evolve it, normally. So... I gave it the nickname of Batfink. I want to try to go and uh, evolve it into a Crobat, and so I've been investing a lot of my time just trying to get all this, all this like, experience, all this like uh, affection stuff. Because the only way that Golbat evolve, evolves into Crobat is if you get the affection to like go over like 220, I think. And uh, it's a very big process. You have to have the Pokemon win like important battles in the story, like say defeating a gym leader or defeating members of Team Rocket or whatsoever. You have to give it, like, uh, like potions. You can't allow it to faint. It's, like, it's very particular in Generation 2, how you evolve a specific Pokemon to the one you want. There's only a handful of them that do that. 
Crobat is one of the Pokemon. Espeon and Umbreon are two different Pokemon that kind of, like, uh, have that sort of thing as well. But, uh, yeah, man, like, other than that, though, I've been using Haunter. I finally evolved my Gasoline to Haunter. It knows Shadow Ball now, and it knows Nightshade. I mean, that's awesome. But, yeah, I've just been taking my time. I've gotten four gym badges. I'm, actually, no, five gym badges now. Because I beat the Ghost-type gym leader, Morty, pretty handily with Bad Fink. All I had to do was use Bite, and it, well, it was like a level 28 or something like that. I'd just take out Gengar, Haunter, and the freaking Ghastly that he had without them using Curse. Which, using the move Curse on a Ghost Pokemon, all it does is, like, it sacrifices a bit of their HP, but it curses the Pokemon to where it starts whittling away, like, a health from your Pokemon until it finally faints. So, did that, went to... Went to that island, like the Cyan Woods like city and stuff. Got the fifth gym badge. Currently, I am leveling up my party so that I can face off against Olivine City Gym Leader, like uh, like Jasmine and stuff with her Steelix. Steelix is going to be a pain in the ass to beat because it's part steel, it's part ground. The only thing that really affects it really is like uh, water type attacks and also some ground attacks, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, man. I'm like about 13, 14 hours into this playthrough. I am enjoying myself. I'm finding different things I forgot about, like encountering certain NPCs, encountering like certain like other parts of this version that I'm really enjoying. Like this whole side thing with uh, this one NPC by the name of Yushin, right? And he is pivotal to like the overall story for Pokemon Crystal because he's the one that's after Suicune. Suicune is is on the cover of Pokemon Crystal, for those that don't know or never played the original Game Boy Color game. And the thing about it is, Suicune is better in this game as opposed to the Gold and Silver because it has new moves, it has more emphasis inside the story. It's Crystal is pretty much the de facto, like, best version of Gold and Silver. Like, it's the better ports, you know, like mm. how Emerald was for Ruby and Sapphire, how Platinum was over, like, say, Diamond and Pearl. The th this is the thing that started the trend where the third game inside that generation thing started becoming like better, really, instead of just like minor Pokemon swaps or just little random elements of it. But yeah, that's that's what I've been playing this week. But how about you, Tyler? Uh, same, really the same thing. Uh, I've been playing, <clears throat> played some you know the Power World. Obviously, I talked about already. Um, the uh, Fortnite, the Solid Snake skin came out. Oh yeah, that's and, right. Uh, yeah, I, I unlocked uh, him. Um, he's just part of the battle pass. You, like, you just got to do some missions. I unlocked him, and there's, like, some other stuff you can do with him. Uh, like, there's other things, like, you can unlock, uh, like, his knife. You can unlock, um, there's actually, like, a second page you can do where you can unlock, like, Old Snake from Metal Gear Solid 4, which is pretty cool. And you unlock the little robot dude from Metal Gear Solid 4. Nice. Um, Raiden is a character character you can buy in there, so I just went ahead and bought his skin. Uh, so it's kind of cool running around with him and it's kind of cool. They added some like stuff to like the main game where like, uh, you can find the cardboard box and you can hide in that, uh, in the game or you can like place it as like a distraction and shit. One question. Um, can yeah, you buy on. naked ride in that game? No, can unfortunately you cannot. <laughs> uh, no, I wish, dude, I wish. I wish. Um, I, yeah, I, I, fuck, I would be using him exclusively for now on. Um, 
But uh, it's a yeah, prince line awesome. of sight, and all of a sudden, you just ran up just a cartwheel. Just, yeah, someone's like going to like someone's going to like snipe, and you just see me fucking doing like cartwheels. <laughs> never gonna, never gonna catch me. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, Jack, uh, we can see your balls. Uh, anyways, uh, be awesome. You have roses on the other side of the sniper. Um, anyways, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was kind of cool going to unlock. I unlock uh, regular snake. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm working on uh, getting uh, um, old old snake as well. So um, there's like ten different things you can unlock for for him. Like you can you get the alert and stuff like that. Uh, so it's it's cool. It's definitely it was definitely uh, worth jumping into the season four. So I'm happy happy with all that. Um, and then I'm playing more Last of Us Part Two remastered. Uh, definitely, like I said, it's been a long week, so I haven't had time to play during the week. So. Uh, I am, I just got to day three of Seattle with, uh, with, uh, Ellie. So ah, I know where you're at. still got a, still got a quite a ways to go. Um, I forgot just how, um, brutal day two, um, is of Seattle. It's just one long stretch of different, uh, battles. Uh, you know, there's like the whole part, like you're in the sewer with like the clickers and the, and I got, I'm not gonna spoil the main game. So don't worry about that. But just minor spoilers here there's like the part where you're like in the sewer or not the sewer but in the subway with the clickers and the and the wolves uh and then like there's uh when you actually like meet the scars for the first time um is what like scared the shit out of me even though i knew it was coming like just just a brutal moment and like one of the scariest uh bad guys ever invented in video games to me just like they communicate by whistling so you have no idea what the fuck they're telling each other uh so yeah like and just the the whole part when you get to the hospital that like that part is just heavy. Um, this is it's just it's not a fun game. It's it's a it's a hard game. It's a, it's a it's a tough game to get through on a mental standpoint. Uh, I, I mean I love the story. I love the characters. I, I think the gameplay is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's like I said like like I said last week. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's just kind of exciting. Like I talked about last last week. Is like I I've, I've forgotten so much of that game just because I tried to play it so quickly because I was so worried about being spoiled that like. Um, there's just so much of this game that I just completely for like don't remember. I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't remember, or just kind of like vaguely remember. So it's kind of fun just going through and really just like uh, really like soaking everything in and like paying a lot more attention. Like now, like I I know where the story goes. I know I know how everything kind of ends. Um, so now I'm just like, you know, it's kind of when you rewatch a movie that you like you really enjoyed. Like on multiple, like you kind of get more out of it as multiple playthroughs or multiple watches of a movie. Kind of the same idea. And I'm just getting more out of it, getting more out of like the stories, like the reading the notes that you find uh, that happen, like, you know, maybe like before you got to these areas. So, um, yeah, just going through that again. Uh, Definitely, I don't know. If it's going to be probably a little bit because it's like, this is like a long game. I don't even, I'm not even halfway yet. So, uh, but yeah, I'm still having, a, I'm having a really good time with it. So, uh, really happy. It was definitely worth the uh, ten dollar upgrade for me. So, um, but that's that's all I've been playing. So, uh, um, being there, big are you, are you, Gables a uh, Persona Three Reload coming to Game Pass next week? Checking that out. Yeah, right. most definitely. Yeah, I'm, I didn't. I actually forgot yeah. it was releasing next week. Yeah, yeah, coming out same day as Suicide Squad. So, yeah, big choice there. What are you gonna play? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I figure coming to Game Pass, I'm gonna at least. I'm, I think I'll probably at least dabble in it. So I don't know if I'm gonna. Uh, really invest in it, but I at least want to, I don't know, sink a few hours into it. See I how definitely want to play so. it before other people have a chance to talk about it online, because I kind of want to just enjoy this game kind of blind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it looks pretty good. I was watching some trailers and stuff on it, so 
like, oh, cool. Well, at least I want to, you know, check it out. So, um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please check us out. YouTube, uh, any podcast service, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all those places, uh, like, follow, subscribe, comments, five stars, whatever you do, uh, shares, um, tell your friends or uh, description down below. There are links to all those places. So just click on that and take it right to them and do all those things for us. Uh, but I was host. I was Tyler. I've been Colonel Gable. So until next time, everyone, thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of the drunk dash nerds podcast. Thank you. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye guys. See ya. <laughs>